disclaimer, we know nothing really about Formula One. Sometimes we make wild accusations and wild ideas based on only what we think might be true. I like to be very clear in the fact that we are not experts and we have no idea what we're talking about. Welcome to F1 Purple Rain with me, Dom. And me, Ryan. And this week we're talking about... Which race is it? Are you being serious? It's the French Grand Prix. <laughs> Good God. This week we're talking about the French Grand Prix. It only happened ye- it only happened yesterday. And, uh, for us, this is a record having uh, rec- recording starting so early. I'm not, I know. I'm not used is- to it. I'm, not, I'm used to looking at my calendar to go back. When was it? What race? <clears throat> I know, since we released uh, Austria about two weeks after the race happened. <laughs> oh, lordy lord. Do we go through the uh, pre-race gossip? Yes, yeah, so uh, have you got any of your um, pre-race news, Dom? Because it's, it's time for Dominic Nicholas. F1 News. So, my news is really uh, in-depth this week. So, uh, firstly, I'd like to discuss Jewelry Gate. There is no update on Jewelry Gate. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think it's just been pushed uh, under, the, under the carpet now. I think, I think so. I think there's more things to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like uh, Joe Guan Yu's um, roll bar that came flying off when he went upside down. Let's worry about that instead of the jewelry. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know where the priorities are. <laughs> roll, roll bar that comes off during a crash, or Lewis Hamilton worn a nose, a nose piercing. Ooh. Apparently, the traffic was really bad. Exciting stuff. Uh, oh yeah, there's there's nothing more exciting than traffic. So, as this is after the race has already happened, it's good for good information for for next year. Oh, that's right. Maybe they're not going to have the race there next year. I, first. I, I think that's an absolute joke. I can't believe that, to be honest. So, for t- I think the track's fantastic. It's one of the most modern tracks there are. And yeah, it's uh, brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. Like it it's got great runoff, great straights. I'm shocked that they're going to get rid of it. Great overtaking as well. It's always overtaking at France. And what are they going to replace it with? Like some other like Middle Eastern like right, like race in the calendar? It's stupid. Like I was going to get rid of all of Europe and just have it all and like. I mean, are there any uh, Middle Eastern countries? I mean, okay, Af- we've got Afghanistan, Iraq. Uh, what what other ones have we got left? Uh, Kuwait, um, Jordan. <laughs> Maybe I'll put my A level geography to use here. Uh, <laughs> I like I went for the war torn ones, and you went, yeah. for the, you went for the nice ones. Yeah, well, oh, we, could sure. do, we could do the Gaza Strip, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Israel doesn't have one, does it? Palestine, uh, <laughs> great past the wall, wouldn't it? Great for the, put the stadium on the side of it, couldn't they? Just like they did in uh, Mexico. Wait, can we just say we're not slagging off the Middle East here? No, we want to. They have, just... money. they have a lot of money. <laughs> they seem to yeah. be buying all the tracks. Oh, so where? Heard it here first. Where's your? Uh, where do you honestly think it will be next? The next the Middle Eastern track. Uh, well, I know that they're doing South Africa. Well, that's going to be linked for next season. But the next Middle Eastern one, uh, I'm going to go with Kuwait. I think it's a good shout. It's a good shout. 
I mean, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because we sort of have already had a lot of them. So we already had uh, Saudi, obviously. We already had Bahrain. Um, I'd like to see Malaysia back. Yeah. Yeah, let's go down that road. I would like to see Malaysia. I want to see China back, to be honest. So far, I like this one. I know you hate it. I like it. Yeah, I prefer Malaysia. Malaysia oh, actually, I'd rather have India. Uh, oh, yeah, India. India was good. And uh, South Korea was also one. Yeah. They had Vietnam for a year, didn't they? Well, it never raced. It, but they never raced. I, but, I mean, it was there in the calendar for one year. They never raced there, sure. Yeah, because of COVID. Yeah. That would have been an interesting track because um, it was in the game and it was deadly. It was like a... It was like a like kind of like a Baku. Um, it was like Miami, Baku, and Russia. That was kind of like the vibe you get from it. I think Miami's a lot like Saudi. I, uh, I Miami. <laughs> <laughs> a, not a real fan. No, me neither. The game is better than the re- the actual real life race, which is not the way it should be. No, no. <laughs> like. You watch Formula One and you play the game because you like watching Formula One. You don't watch Formula One because you like playing the game. <laughs> yeah, because you have really interesting races in the game, then watch a race. And you're like, oh, okay, this isn't this isn't what I expected. I wasn't expecting a mad Russian to turn one with about four DNFs. Are you going to tell the listeners why you've got a pink Fab Forty cup? Uh, it's a, it's just a my big cups in the in the um, in the sink ready for the wash, and this is just a. Big cup of tea with Fab at 40. Fab at 40. It's a great look. Um, in uh, With the other news coming from uh, Alonso is going to set the break and break the record for the most laps completed if he does not get a DNF at this race. Uh, yeah. he'll, he'll be the most, uh, you could say, experienced driver ever to race the Formula One car. Well, well, you said that if he doesn't get DNF, and he didn't, so he is now the record holder for most laps led. All right, we're just going to jump straight over the results. <laughs> okay. Well, well, well I, I mean, it is Monday. Normally, yeah. we record this two weeks later. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I think, I think if he gets to, is it the Dutch Grand Prix? No, six more races, he will overtake Kimi Räikkönen for the most. Races the, the most race entries. Yes, I think he needs six more. Yeah, and then he gets the, for the most race starts. Yeah, starts. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to call them entries, <laughs> we'll go with race starts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> race. <laughs> that's how you laugh. Yeah, it's a mold. Any that's others? News? No, that's it for Dominic's news. Really? Are you not going to talk about the fact that this will be Lewis Hamlin's 300 Grand Prix? Nah. Nah, nah, nah. Why would you call... Why do you mention the GOAT? Uh, because everyone's going around saying that no one has scored... Uh, no one has won a race after 300. Everyone is going on about, ooh, ooh. What, is he going to be jinxed by the 300 jinx? I'm, I'm going to go, go with no, unless the FAA continue doing what they do and just hand the wins to people. <laughs> Handing... <laughs> And then wins and uh, looking. All right, so sorry, I, I watched a video on the um, Abu Dhabi race. I'll do my break and work, and it's just a uh, tip you over the edge again. Why so, would you do that to yourself? I don't know. It was it just came up on YouTube, and I was like, oh, I'll watch it, and then um, yeah, just really angered me again. Oh, 
every now and then on my uh, social media feed, it comes up about when uh, someone from the crowd videoed Max Verstappen overtaking him on that corner when he had fresh tyres. I'm like, oh, (laughs) 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 delete block. Well, that, that was really good news, Tom. That is the news, yeah. I mean, obviously, Hamilton's 300, but it's not the, not worthy yet. I don't want to get, yeah. lead into the jinx. Yeah. Um, just be a bit more. Williams, McLaren, Mercedes, and Alpine. And Alpha? No, sorry, Alpine. Williams, McLaren, Mercedes, and Alpha all have big upgrades for this weekend. Uh, they called um, the Alpha Tower car like a radical new car for the amount of stuff apparently they had on it. Well, they should stop touching other controllers <laughs> with, their, with their radical parts. Yeah. Yeah, so direct that's what his engineer is like. He just goes, Pierre, can you just stop touching other drivers, please? Thank you. <laughs> Wait, did they not give him that message last week? I think it'd be a, a, just a message for every single week now. He, uh, I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, we'll get into it, but something is not right. Yeah, so yeah, lots of new parts. And uh, I don't really, to be honest, I didn't really feel like anyone succeeded with new parts. So it was, I mean, maybe the Williams, but not much. Yeah, yeah, definitely Williams with uh, obviously Latifi um, getting oh. a DNA. But yeah, the upgrades. Well done. <laughs> They're like, oh, we reckon we'll be in the middle of the pack. All right, okay. <laughs> is that is that just with Alex Albon and, and not Latifi? <laughs> Maybe they just they're just in height. They think they're going to be in the middle of the pack. That's no. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, uh, it was uh, it was good to see Nick DeFries getting a run out in FP one. Yeah, they run out a few drivers. Obviously, run out the uh, French driver was also good. Oh, well, oh, the the driver that that is France. The driver that is France. Yeah, good memory. It's all up in here. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like two days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is very true. Should we jump into qualifying? Let's jump straight into qualifying, Dominic. Uh, so, obviously, Kevin Magnussen is 20th because of his penalty with his new engine parts. Though he did look blistering quick in qualifying. Yeah. Like, like really good. Like, that car looked really solid under him. But he didn't set time in Q3, did he? I'm pretty sure he did. He went to, no, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. In Q2, he was, like, up to sixth, wasn't he? Yeah. He was really, really quick in Q2. And then, obviously, Q3, like, what's the point of going out and wasting another? Yeah. The fuel, more engine wear, and using some more tires. Like, there's absolutely no point. And then in 19th, Carlos Sainz, obviously, with another engine penalty. So he started at the back of the grid. And can we just say how quick Carlos Sainz was in qualifying? I well, I was nearly a second faster than everybody else. Like, he, he was lightning fast. That's a real worry uh, for everyone. I just couldn't believe it. It reminded me of that time in um, Brazil when Halton had the complete like, engine upgrade, uh, engine change, and was just overtaking people all over. And this is what I'm looking forward to. I'm hoping the engine just keeps making them overtake everyone all day. 
blisteringly quick, scary quick. That Ferrari. And obviously, he helped Charles Leclerc with a two. He did, yeah. I mean, I think they might have got him without it because uh, I don't know. Everyone else reckons they wouldn't have, but. Yeah, and to be fair, it was timed. It was timed perfectly. Like they, the distance between the cars was exactly where it needed to be. Why wouldn't you though? Like Signs is never going to be in the. He's never going to be anywhere better than second last. Yeah, and it made complete sense. To be honest, definitely. Eighteenth, um, one of our um, team captains of Canada, Latifi. Canada. Hell yeah. I'm shit. I'm going to finish last. I just wrote in my notes, I wrote obvious. I just wrote only 18th because of penalties. And that is the truth. He would have been last. Dead. Dead last. Yeah, I mean. This guy has to go. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can't sugarcoat it. Yes, he may bring in some money, but surely you want on-track performance instead of money. Exactly. It's it's embarrassing, but unfortunate that he's still there. Seventeenth, Mick Schumacher, um, looked quick and had a time delayed for exceeding track limits in turn three. Got Obviously, Haas argued about it, but the replay showed he was a few centimeters over the white line. Unfortunate. Obviously, the Haas looked pretty good in qualifying, and I'm pretty sure he is up like eight eight for ninth before his track time was deleted. So he's starting 17th. In uh, 16th, Gojan Yu. Don't even know what to say. He just didn't really have the pace. Didn't look like he had the car set up correctly for um, for France. Uh, 15th, other co-captain of Canada, uh, Lance Stroll. Um, to be fair, it wasn't really his fault. He got done by a lot of traffic in the last sector, which really impacted his last um, flying lap. Not that it may have made a difference anyway, but... He was held up by a good bit of traffic. Um, 14th was Pierre Gasly. He actually went out in Q1, but uh, very disappointing for him, but was obviously moved up due to the penalties for other drivers. Alex Albon in the 13th didn't, didn't do too bad considering he had a spin. Yeah. And um, caused a yellow flag, which wrecked some guys, some people's... Um, I think he wrecked Hamilton's lap. One of Hamilton's laps. Hamilton had to back off massively. But yeah, 13's not bad. 12th, Sebastian Vettel. Good good qualifying, considering how bad that car is. He done well to get the 12th. Bottas. He had a shocking first sector on his last lap. Like, ter- it was so bad. Yeah. It just wrecked, yeah, it just wrecked the rest of his um, lap time. Gave him no chance to get into the top 10, so he starts 11. And that is 20 to 11, Dominic. So I'll jump in. Thank you. And top 10. We have uh, Ocon. Uh, pretty solid, I think. Uh, obviously not as close or far up as his teammate, but I just think it's still a solid result uh, in 10th. Obviously, he was out of the top 10 before the penalties, but still top 10 start. Still good. Ricardo. He actually just missed out of the top 10, but he's in the top 10 because of the penalties. Oh, I can't say the same thing about him. As I said about Ocon, he just doesn't have the pace that Norris has. It's just like if he was in the Williams, I'd like to see if he's faster than Latifi. Yeah. Who? Uh, Daddy Rick? 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I was expecting a quick reaction, but you're too busy pulling faces down the camera. Wow. Um, I would love for Danny Rick to hear this podcast. Because um, <laughs> I'm sure he'd have some choice words with that statement. Uh, so, so let me get this straight. That's such get everyone's opinion here. Would Danny Rick be faster than Nicholas Satifi in a Williams? Please get in contact with us and let us know. We will actually want to hear this because it is hilarious. And I cannot believe you said it, but here we are. Well, I've, I've, I've seen so many poor performances now. And if you think the, the, the pace of the car is Norris, he is still a long way off him. Yeah, long but I wouldn't say he's Latifi level slow, like, but sure. Well, heard it here first. Guys, right in. What do you think? Do you think I'm right? Do you have an opinion? Write in, let us know. At f one and at gmail.com. Thank you. Or girls. Or chairs. <laughs> I'm leaving that one in, even though no one knows the reference. Right, then, that leaves uh, Yuki Snowden in at number eight. I think that's a great result. Yeah. So really upgrades, result. upgrades to work in. Yeah, really strong performance from Yuki. Yeah, I mean... He, I'm just surprised. Like Gasly, his home race is uh, down in 16th, and Sonoda is up in eighth. The bad back has swung. Yep, pendulum swings. Great result. That sort of performance. If he, he, the problem with the Alpha Tauri drivers, they're not consistent. It's either one or the other is outperforming them yeah. massively. None of them are in pairs. They always used to say that uh, it's the Noah's. You should really you should be seeing the Noah's Ark. Everyone should be two by two. That means then you know your drivers are either as shit as each other or they're competitive as each other, which means you know where your car pace is really at. But uh, if the grid is just so mixed, people are just all over the place. No one is consistent. Yeah, this year's Matt, like just there's just cars everywhere this yeah. year. Alonso. Oldest man on the grid, now completed the most laps of, of any driver. Fantastic result. Him and Ocon and Alpine are solid, and they're just, they're definitely going to finish ahead of McLaren this year. I'm sure of it. And they're definitely going to um, keep Mercedes on their toes. Uh, Russell, in at six. Yeah. I just want to hit, uh, touch on a point we said last week and we said before for everyone out there is. What we said about Hamilton running all the experimental upgrades and Russell was running all the good packages is right, 100%. And actually, for qualifying, Hamilton and Russell were 6 for 6. Yeah, and um, Hamilton was behind until he stopped doing all the experimental setups. Exactly. And Hamilton. Yeah. And when he gets, yeah, and when he gets on a, on a run, he, he's, on, he's not easily stopped. So it's good to see, actually, because you now you get more of a clearer picture of how it's working within the team. Uh, Norris split the Mercedes. Did you see on the social media he put up a uh, Mercedes sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's quite funny. Yeah, great. I mean, Norris, that's a flying lap. He split the Mercedes. They brought, the upgrades they brought to McLaren is working only in qualifying. They just don't have a race car. They have a good one-lap pace. And it's all about tyres this season, about how who can switch on the tyres quick for qualifying and who takes a while to warm them up. Normally has a better race. Uh, in at number four, Hamlin, extremely solid result, fourth. And then obviously, uh, signs that obviously had a penalty. 
but still fourth is great. I think uh, that's pretty much where Mercedes expect to be um, around fifth and sixth, but to get fourth because of the penalty. It's good for Hamon. Perez, solid. Out of all the drivers, I think that's the only two by two. So Perez is right behind Max. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. And this is actually what Red Bull needed. This is the only reason, this is what they needed to win championships, was to have two drivers together. Uh, and they seem to have it more often, but not Perez is not always on. Perez is not always, always consistent. Max, I, I actually just don't think he had pace. I don't think he had had it um, to to get pole. Uh, um, he was. Did he, hear, um, did he hear what Red Bull's excuse was? Unfavorable wind. <laughs> I did hear. Yeah. <laughs> Unfavorable wind, like, wow. Jesus, like Jesus Christ. Can I not give credit to Declare and Ferrari for having a blistering lap? Just oh no, Max, you yeah. can get it because it's unfavorable wind. Unfavorable wind, it's just full of it, aren't they? They just can't at any stage say a single, they can't even just say, Oh, don't worry, next time we'll get them. Must have been a, a scruffy lap, like no, his lap was perfect, that got the maximum out of the car, but it was the wind. Oh, come on, please. Getting, it's hard to swallow. But okay, uh, I don't think he had the pace, even if they didn't do the toe at Ferrari. And then uh, Charles Leclerc, yeah, he had the toe, but I think Ferrari were quicker anyway. I think Ferrari have a quicker car, um, even though this track might favour Red Bull. Yeah, because Red Bull were hitting up to 339k yeah. on the straights, whereas other cars are only doing 325, 330. Like, that's just... Crazy. But what I like is the Ferraris have gone the other way with the setup. They've gone for quicker corners. So that means all the DRS zones come off, well, yeah, come off corners, like heavy corners as well. They're actually the, the best place for Red Bull for an overtake would be after the chicane, which, yeah. may, but they would need uh, DRS there. And uh, that's why we see all this, where the slit dream was being made from as well, the same place. So that's the best straight to do it. Because they can't keep him within one second otherwise. And that's it. That's the rundown for the qualifying. Yeah, that was a good rundown. And just a couple of points afterwards. Carlos Sainz has never scored points at France. Don't know if you knew that. He's so... He's like half French. He's got so much bad luck at France and Monaco. No, Sainz. Ah, oh, free cyclic No, no, Carlos Sainz has never scored Oh, Carl Sainz never scored points um, in France. What else? So what else have we got for this? Um, well, one thing you did miss in your top 20 rundown is you missed the uh, album had a spin. I didn't. I said that. And you'll hear me listen back to the podcast. Yeah. So you can keep a few bit in until I cut them out. Oh, well, I won't. I'll leave all this in and then uh, I'll confirm now. Ah, uh, turns out you were right. <laughs> Uh, Alonso was the only driver on the grid to race at both French tracks. Oh, okay. Magni and Paul Ricard. Just shows how old he is. <laughs> uh, 1990 was the last time Ferrari had a pole. That was Nigel Mansell. Jesus. Um, a, parole, uh, a pole at France. Yes. I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. And then shout out to Charles de Clare. He done his interview in English and French. Fair play, like. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well done. He does his interviews in English and bullshit. Merci beaucoup. Oui. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> Ça va? <laughs> Ça va? <laughs>
<laughs> you used to tell me in university that you could speak French. I remember that now. Yeah, I can. Uh, Jim Ryan. Oh, Jim Dominique. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, you Kellen Londi on anniversaire. We. Was that something about your birthday? Yeah, I think I was asking when your birthday was. Right in, because I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's qualifying, folks. Let's move on to the race. The race. Oh, I like it. I'll be using that one. Well, I, uh, let's talk about the start, I suppose. Some drivers had a fantastic start. Can you name three? <coughs> one. Can you name the other two? Mick Schumacher and Kevin uh, Magnussen? <laughs> uh, well, Hamlin had a great start. Obviously, he over to Perez at the start. But when you saw the replay, he was... Alonso. Nice. <laughs> hey. I just read my notes. <laughs> <laughs> and Stroll. I think Stroll had uh, made five places on the start. Yeah, well, kind of Kevin Magnussen went from uh, 20th to 13th. In the first lap. Unbelievable. I was so annoyed at the coverage of this race, why Formula One are just not showing some of uh, the overtaking in the back. I, I don't know. I don't understand why you're only getting annoyed at now at France. It's been, I guess, the whole year. This is unbelievable. This is why actually this is what I want to talk about first. This is a huge gripe for me in this watching this race. The F1 feed, not only are the graphics a joke, they'd say show you all the not important stuff, but then we end up watching. 20 minutes of nothing, no overtakes, just following. I'm like, well, I don't want to, if it's not happening yet, then let's shoot to something else because I can see in the tracker that Sides is overtaking someone again. Magnuson is overtaking someone again. There's battles going on in the midfield. And then instead, I'm just watching, I'm watching a train, like a kid's train track, just going around in circles, thinking, well, what's the point? Yeah, we spent so long watching Verstappen fall Leclerc for what, nothing? And he only had like one lunge. Yeah. So what's, what were we doing? Yeah. And what I don't understand, if what George Russell says is the rules, because this is the first time I've heard of this, apparently the rule is if your front tyre is level with the rear tyre, uh, you are entitled to make the corner. Well, if that's the case, then just, just send everyone down the inside. Yeah. Why is people not doing big massive lunges? Yeah. Where's Danny Rick? <laughs> and the thing is, like, you know he's right because... He said it straight away. Like, you know, Russell's like in the right because he came out with it straight away. Yeah. Like, he didn't go, oh, mm, I don't know. He's like, no, no, my wheel was behind his, his his rear tire. I have the right at that corner. Like, straight away like that, he's on to it. Even the commentator's like, oh, I'm not sure. I think he was in the wrong there. No, nah, no, nah, this is another gripe I've got with Sky. So Martin Brundle wasn't there. And the replacement of Paul DeResta. Paul DeResta is an absolute goat. He's, he's an idiot. He's an absolute idiot. I understand why they have him on. Anthony Davidson's far better. And yeah. they stick him at the sky pad. Get Anthony Davidson into the commentary room and throw out Paul DeResta. Mm, I'm just, sick of listening to Paul DeResta talk absolute garbage every single week. It's just because uh, Paul DeResta has more F1 starts. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, and while we're talking about um, the presenters on the sky, do they have to tell me that Nico Rosberg is in Ibiza anymore? Like... It came up like seven times throughout the race. 
And now we'll go to Nico Rosberg. Oh, how is it in Ibiza? Oh, how are you? Are you on your holiday in Ibiza? How is it? Like, I'm watching the race. Look at flying Finn. What uh, this ex Mercedes German is doing on his holidays. I couldn't care less. Stop yeah. telling me he's on holiday. If he's the on whole, holiday, stop coming on the bloody TV. The whole package and coverage this year has got a lot worse. It used to be amazing. And now it's just going way, way downhill. I mean, I, I, I disliked Rosberg when he raced, but to be bringing him on, and what is he watching some two minute old feed and then coming in with, he didn't even have anything to say. He was on holiday. He was just coming uh, and, yeah, Mercedes look quicker than the qualifying. Right, well done. After, after the race, they hadn't talked to Toto, and it was like the most awkward conversation ever. Like, they were like, yeah, yeah, Nego. And he's like, yeah, yeah, Toto. And it was just like silence. And it's like, what, what, why? And then, uh, do you know what actually annoyed me the most? And I think he pointed out, pointed out, you never knew who had the fastest lap until Charles Leclerc bend it into the wall and then go and behold he got fast as lap yeah if anyone has noticed this or you rewatch the race go back and you'll see just just the lap after he's already crashed so it's already the safety car it comes up and says Charles Leclerc fastest lap and you're like that was like a lap but ago that was the fastest that was the first that was the first fastest lap shown on the on the graphics the whole race unbelievable it's just a fast I don't know if it's just new people or interns or some special program with a local school, if you know what I mean. I don't know. No, I, I, it's it's getting way worse. Their coverage, like it's actually annoying. It it it, it would be off putting because if, if you know how good it was the last couple of years, the coverage has been amazing, and then it just it just went downhill, downhill. I think they're struggling from last year. I think a lot of people are going like, we don't really want to work or talk to Sky because like you barely see Toto or anything. Like you barely see any other um of the team principals. Like they've all took a step yeah. back from what they have done. Promise Sky has such a large reach because they they then Sky then sell that package and push it out to all the other countries. All the other English speaking countries use the same Sky package. So, for example, ESPN in America uh, hijacked the Sky feed with the Sky presenters and and post it in on ESPN. Now that was last year. This year, I'm not sure because I've not been watching it on. Um, any illegal feeds, but uh, also the Australian Fox Net Sports Fox Network in Australia also uh, sell the Sky F1 package feed. It's exactly the same, so it's basically like watching Sky, but it's but is it on Sky, the Australian is Sky, is Sky feed, not straight from Liberty Media. Yeah, okay. So when I say feed, I'm on about the. You're right. The feed from the actual Liberty Media is the main feed. That's called the main feed. Then Sky package it and with their presenters and their questions and. And everything else, and they sell yeah. them, they then sell that to uh, Fox Sports in Australia, and at least last year ESPN uh, in in the states. And I'm not sure what other country English speaking countries, but I'm sure there's more. Um, so they're, they're making loads of money, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, I I don't think it's a it's not gone from last year. Yeah. Though, but did you hear Ted before the race? Uh, he slapped Mega Massey. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, tell me what he said. He was like, well, he's talking about Gavassi. He's on about, you know, how, you know, he'd interpret his own rules last year and kind of made it up as he went along and basically threw away Lewis Hamlin's rightfully earned eighth world championship and just gave it away to Max. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I like. I feel like Ted slowly and slowly, more and more, is just saying what he thinks about that situation because I think that it was a bit hush hush, wasn't it? People didn't know what to say or did uh, in case he got in trouble. But now Ted's just eking out more and more and more every week. Yeah, Ted's like the only one who just speaks his, he speaks his mind because they all follow like all all the other presenters kind of well, apart from him and apart from Johnny Herbert, he was right up there with um, mm. the uh, conspiracy theories. But that's, um, but that's what I like about coverage. I don't want people that are overly me- media trained. I mean, that's what sometimes I like about Martin Brundle. He goes around the pit wall grid and asks uh, silly questions and stuff and tries to talk to people and get people's thoughts. I like that because it was a little bit, no one else is doing that. Um, have you watched the, the F1 feed from F1 no. TV with uh, Will Buxton and I don't know the other names? No, I'm not a really big fan of Will Buxton before, like so. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big fan either, but uh, the other presenters are also not very watchable. Uh, so much so that I put Sky on. I can choose which feed I want. Well, they all dress. They, you, can, you can tell they all dress the same. Like just someone wore something different. Like fair enough, Ted wore shorts, but they all wore that them um, like light plain shirts um, with the with the arms curled up a wee bit, all tucked into their trousers with the belt shoe, and just just wore something else like. Eddie Jordan used to be class. Eddie Jordan used to have the best selection of shirts I've ever seen in my life. And he'd rock up just looking mental every single week. <laughs> yeah, but we can't judge a presenter by the shirts they wear. <laughs> oh, I am. I am. Eddie, and Eddie Jordan was lethal. Like, I, just wear a hoodie once. Ooh. Wear a hoodie once. Heard it here first. Well, there goes our chance to ever work in the sky. So, <laughs> moving on. Well, I'll, be, I'll either be topless because we're too warm or wearing a vest. So well, We're on our own TV channel by then. Here's hoping. Uh, here's hoping. Uh, what I also liked uh, at the start was Perez very early on getting done for track limits. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot, I forgot we we're talking about this out of the race. Yes, I Perez <laughs> after like lab three or four or something was done for track limits. Like, has he been driving on the track or what? Has it been like three laps? <laughs> just cutting the chicane, just trying to catch up. <laughs> no idea. I, I, I bet he was, he was raging when Lewis Hamlin done him. Oh, yeah. I reckon he was more annoyed when uh, Russell did him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later on, but that was possibly one of the funniest moments on TV I've seen I... this year. <laughs> oh, it's hard not to talk about now because we're talking about the start, but that we will talk about that. What other, uh, hi- sorry, what other highlights have you got from the start? Carl Sainz had a slow start. He is pretty much held towards the back for a while. I think warming the hards up was not easy, though. But then Magson somehow does the opposite. Yeah, so. um, Yuki Snuda got spun around by Arcon, and Arcon was getting a five-second time penalty on lap one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, Snuda also had a contact with... Um, he was touching other people, I think. Albon. Yeah, he was touching. He was touching. So in 20th place, Yuki Snuda. Yeah. Uh, DNF. Uh, looks like he DNF due to damage with his coming together with uh, Esteban Arcon. Which is a real shame. So obviously he qualified quite well. But unfortunately, Ocon collided with him and he came off much worse. So he DNF'd. Shame. He actually got hit by Albon as well. So he's had a pretty pretty brutal yeah. day. Yeah, he was touched quite a bit, wasn't he? He was touched. Yeah, he was touched quite a bit by the other drivers. Which is unfortunate for him. <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, moving on in 19th. Uh, well, can't believe Charles uh, Leclerc third race that he's been leading. He's DNF'd. Uh, he lost it in the corner, which at the time you thought it sounded like it was throttle issue, like yeah. he had at the end of the last race. But he came out and said afterwards that it's his fault. Yeah, it was his mistake. But on the radio, he was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and he was, just, he was really heavy breathing he's like <sighs> yeah for ages just sat in the car <sighs> and I'm like alright let's see how I know calm down mate Jesus you've, uh, only been, you've, you've only been another race went into the wall <laughs> exactly you've only binned it again yeah idiot <laughs> should, be, should be used to it by now I know it is it is just that thing that we've been saying all season long if it's not Ferrari and their engine it's their driver, and their driver has done it yet again. And Leclerc, for some reason, if he has any affiliation to any of the tracks, he'll bin it. Like, I don't want to say it, like, but Ferrari are just handing Max Verstappen in this championship. Oh, I think it's already over. And you have to remember at the start, Red Bull had the problems with the engine. Ferrari were running away with it. Now it's yeah. gone... Like completely the other side of the coin. If it's not the drivers making mistakes, if it's not their engines, it's their strategy. Yeah. Like those are three things that you need to get right every single weekend, which Red Bull unfortunately are getting right and Ferrari are just throwing it away. Like I don't I, I just don't get it. I really don't. Yeah, I, I, I and it and Ferrari it was and look look, it wasn't just that that made Ferrari have a bad day. Ferrari also, I mean, had an unsafe release. And they well, also... I, I thought you were going to talk about it later on when you get to the driver. Oh, well, see. I'm too worked up about Ferrari failures now. <laughs> All right, okay, here we go. Just into my segment then. Oh. <laughs> we'll come oh, back I... to the we'll, we'll come back to the unsafe pit release and whatever else I know Dom's going to talk about when right. he gets to that driver. Fine, yeah. fine, 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 um, fine. But there was a um, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, that's why I'm saying I'll talk about it later. Um, sorry, listeners. Sorry, you're listening to a domestic between the two hosts of the podcast here. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you have that after you got uh, Leclerc wrong. Yeah, thanks. Cheers. Uh, Kev, then in 18th place, Kevin Magnuson. Uh, I wrote DNF and I didn't write anything else because I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, I mean, I also don't know what happened. <laughs> I, I, was hoping, I, was, I was hoping that. Yes, I, I as. You all know we're we're so in depth with like facts and like details and knowledge that we actually have no idea why a driver DNF'd. No, I also didn't find any information on about why DNF. Probably because they're not releasing information to uh, take oh. rabbits or something. Yes, yes. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that one. Conspiracy. So, yes, Magnussen uh, obviously started off really well, jumped from last to thirteenth, and then DNF'd um, at uh, at some unknown point in time in the race. Uh, question: Did he start on the mediums or did he start Hard. on the hards? I think he started on the hards. He pitted the first driver to pit. Yeah, and it's because him and Schumacher were stuck in traffic, and Gunter wanted them out of it. And then it would have worked well until the safety car, which unfortunately ruined their race. But obviously, Magnussen's race was ruined even more because he got DNF'd. Uh, then in seventeenth place, uh, Nicholas Latifi. Canada, hell yeah! I'm going to crash into the wall and did it. Uh, unfortunately, 
he DNF'd, and I also don't know why. <laughs> I do, I do. It's called lack thank, of lack of God. fucking skill. <laughs> DNF because the team had enough to watch them drive around <laughs> last place. Just bring it, just bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> box, box, box. Why, why, put the, why put the stuff on all? Literally, if you may, just fucking get in the box. Where, where's like, the tyres? No, 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 we, we're retiring you. Fine. <laughs> just, so. just, have you seen your performance? It's a long just, day. we got to get just, to Hungary. <laughs> Nicholas, just go look at your lap times and you'll see why we're retiring you. <laughs> just, you're an embarrassment. Like, he's one of the top 20 drivers in the world. Like, why don't they bring Latifi off, bring in Nico Hockenberg for the rest of the season? And then go for the Oscar Pastore or one of the other young drivers. I, I said the wrong name, didn't I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in prison, mate. <laughs> I think he's still in prison. He also has no legs. Let's just bring, uh, bring him in. <laughs> I have to check my name now because now I'm getting confused. Uh, it's definitely Oscar, but is it Pastori? Is it Pastorius? No, that's that's the that's the that's the guy with no legs. It is. Oh, so you did get it. You didn't get it wrong. Then. It, it is Oscar Pastori. Yeah, because Pastorius is the. Uh, it's Pastorius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't bring him in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It can't be worse than Latifi, can it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and the weight will be down. There's no legs. <laughs> it's all carbon fibre. It's ideal. <laughs> it's ideal. <laughs> first. Ideal. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> what is it all about saving weight? Oscar for stories <laughs> in the Williams <laughs> next year. <laughs> talk about talk about any hybrid cars. New regulations. <laughs> They're not worried about the jewelry anymore. This <laughs> guy's really on a carbon fiber legs. Oh. Oh. I think you know what actually this uh, there is a kid that they I think they gave a run out to him. Uh, oh no, he did the interviews, didn't he? Um, what's his name? Billy Munger, who lost his legs in um Sorry. I thought that was a made up name. <laughs> it's not made up, I'm sure. <laughs> I can't know. Oh no, so much to cut. <laughs> oh god. Right, I'm gonna say I'm gonna as we're <laughs> on, the, on the line of uh, what we can get away with. Have you heard of Billy Munger? No. Right. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on from that subject. Uh, okay, I'll uh, let me go back to what I was saying. Well, we took a real, we, real, uh, <laughs> we took a real divergence. <laughs> I can't even think. <laughs> divergence. Fucking hell. Right, right. Oh, God. Right, well, there's one for the booper reel. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so I don't understand why they don't just get rid of the like, get rid of Latifi now and replace him with like Nico Hockenberg for the rest of the season, and then bring in 
<laughs> Who should we bring in? <laughs> One of the young drivers for next season. A South African. <laughs> I don't know what he got. I don't know where he's from. Uh, Oscar Bastori. That's it. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Oscar Bastori. I couldn't Bastori. find it when I looked just now. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he's. I'm pretty sure he's another young French driver. Because we're not. We're not talking about him coming in. Yes, Oscar Bastori. Piastri. P- oh, Piastri. Yes. Okay. Right. Let's start again then. <laughs> Fucking hell, money at the fuck it, it's 17th. <sighs> right. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't understand why they're. <laughs> <laughs> really I'm going to get this out. Okay. Well, I, I don't understand why I don't just get rid of Latifi now. Bring in Nico Huckenberg for the rest of the season and then bring in like one of the younger drivers. Try. <laughs> Oh, Who have you got yeah. in mind? Oscar Pistacchio. Oh, God. Right. Can we just... Get... No, no, I'm getting this out. We have, we have Oscar Piastri. Piastri. <sighs> okay. Yeah, so I don't understand why I don't just get rid of the TV now. Or at the summer break. Bring in Nico Hulkenberg for the rest of the season. And then next season, bring him on the younger drivers like Oscar Piastri. Surely that would make more sense. Yeah. Then just dragging on this absolute horror show that is Nicholas Satifi's F1 career. I mean, I think they should just give uh, Ricardo the seat and then give. <laughs> well, and then just swap, just swap them over. No, I'm bringing. <laughs> just go, I, uh, they go to TV, take a McLaren and run, run, run that into the ground. <laughs> test the brakes on this. <laughs> yeah. Test, 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 test the walls. We, we're curious how flexible the front wing is. Can you have a go at it? Yeah. Okay, right. Moving on. Yeah, so, yeah, so moving on. Six, 16th is a Gojan Yu. Um, he caused the end of the race for a safety car because uh, he stopped on the track. He had a pretty much nothing race, to be fair, so he didn't really give them much. He wasn't really pushing, wasn't really doing any overtakes. He just kind of, I don't think, it's his first season, so I'll give him a bad race. You're, you're allowed to have a bad race every now and again when you're a rookie. Well, he did touch another driver. Well, there was a lot of touching going on. Um, 16th, no, 15th, sorry, Mick Schumacher. He um, was touched by Guan Yu. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was actually, yeah, fair point. Um, but he got done by the safety car in terms of uh, pit stops. So both passes pitted before the safety car. Before there was a safety car, and I thought their strategy would be better. 
um, as Gunter said on the radio, but obviously the safety car just slid out and off the pit in, and they got absolutely wrecked by it because they were doing quite well. They were way up there um, in terms of positions, but they were stuck in traffic, so Gunter brought them in. I think a nice quick early pit stop, get out on your tyres and then work their way up the field again, but obviously with the safety car, it didn't happen. Uh, 14th, uh, Valtteri Bottas. He should be doing better. 14th is not where you would expect Valtteri Bottas to be. No. Um, I don't know whether the car just didn't suit France. The Alpha just hasn't suited it at all. Well, what were you going to say there? I was just going to say, uh, yeah, Alfa Romeo in general just seem to have lost loads of face. Yeah. I, I just, if, if they're not doing any upgrades like everybody else, or if it's just they've lost pace, I don't know. Well, do, do, they've, they've done a Mercedes and decided we'll just say we're not going to develop the car, then actually don't. Uh, tw- 13th, Alex Albon. Good result for Alex Albon, you have to say. Probably the best he could have done in that Williams car. Um, obviously, he doesn't really have the pace, does it? The upgrades seem to have worked a wee bit better for them. But 13th is probably where they would see themselves. 12th, Pierre Gasly. Again, another driver like Bottas, he should be doing better, especially since they brought a lot of upgrades to the car. Um, he's a driver he has to be getting the points every race. Yeah. He can't, he can't not be finishing out to the points. I know he's confirmed for next year, but AlphaTauri really need to get some good points on the board to move themselves up. 11th, Sebastian Vettel. Not a bad result for Vettel. Very close to finishing 10th. He was, like, I mean, like, very, very close. I don't know. I didn't hear any interviews with Vettel afterwards, but I would like to know how angry he was for Stroll. Because when you seen his onboards, his, his arms were out, like, why Stroll broke and done that. I thought it was a wee bit, a wee bit cheeky from Lance Stroll, to be fair, but would Vettel have Vettel made overtaken that short gap? No. Possibly, possibly to get a better exit with the DRS, maybe, but who knows? Yeah, and that is the very streamlined 11th to 20th done. I've enjoyed it, it's been one of my favorites, and that is 100% one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy cutting it, but I'm going to enjoy listening back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Stroll in at 10, fighting with Vettel for the last point on the last lap on the last corner. Like you said, I'm not sure he would. Uh, it was uh, Vettel would have got him. It's not, not the longest run after that corner. But I mean, I mean, considering that uh, Aston Martin have a really shit, uh, really slow uh, quality pace and general race car, I think middle of the pack and 10-11 is banging on in the middle. I think that's a pretty decent result. I don't think they've got a great package. I'm hoping maybe it improves next year. Because I like the brand, I like the team. Um, not a big fan of Stroll, but uh, I like Vettel. Yeah, uh, Ricardo in at ninth scored points. Uh, he needs to be a little bit further up, but he's only a couple by his teammate. I think that's a solid race for Ricardo, actually, uh, considering where he qualified compared to his teammate. Uh, I think in at ninth and Norwich seventh. I think that's relative where the car's at. I think they were lucky that Ocon didn't jump Norris. But, and then I think the McLaren's would have been together. So uh, at one point in the race, he was even in DRS zone in Norris. So yeah, considering where he started the race, yeah, that's a great race for Ricardo. I think Danny Rick, I think that's a great result. I think that's more or less where he's at. 
And McLaren is that, is what I mean. Um, but that's a good result for him. I think he needs that. And um, if he gets more closer to Norris, then I think he'll be okay. But when he qualified so far off Norris, it's a, that cannot happen. They need to be, they need to be with each other, and they need to work together. They seem to be always fighting each other on track. But I think there's so there's so uh, more to worry about in that team at the moment. I, if I was running that team, I would be pulling team orders more often because they're tripping each other up quite often in the race. But let's see. Ocon, uh, Alpine <clears throat> in at number eight. Great, great result. Again, the solid points. They're always scoring points. They're always really good and solid. He did have a ropey uh, race. He had obviously had a couple of collisions, touched a few people, but uh, still solid. Yeah, he, he, yeah, and he got a five-second time penalty for touching, so... Yeah, and without that, he would have definitely finished up with Alonso so, um, and ahead of Norris. I mean, the other thing about Ocon as well, home track, um, the only driver to really make the most of that. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't a good day for France drivers, was it? French drivers, sorry. <laughs> Which one is France again? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Lando Norris. Uh, yeah, he came out and said he just really didn't ha- have the race pace today. They had a good quality pace, obviously uh, qualified fifth, but he said he's always sort of knew that Alonso would get him. Um, they didn't really think they were going to challenge the Alpines in the race. Um, he had a lonely race, to be honest. Uh, Alonso, we always say it week in, week out, st- sturdy, reliable, still extremely quick. Uh, even though he's the most experienced driver on the track. So really, really, really great from Alonso, as always. Um, and he, he said himself he would have liked to be racing the Mercedes, but it's um, they're a little bit too far ahead at the moment. They need the best of the rest of the rest. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was good. Carlos Sainz. Where do we begin? Well, I think they had a phenomenal tactic starting on the hard. We knew that he was nearly a second faster than everyone on the entire track. I was expecting him to be up much higher. I uh, think he would have been up much higher if there wasn't a couple of things that went against him. Please do tell. Well, one, the unsafe release. For one, like, I'm sorry, but right. When you go over pit stop, everyone has their jobs. Yeah. One person's job, literally the only thing they have to do is to make sure they release a car not in front of someone else. You know what this, this, the, the, the same, you know what that job is the same as? I think it's one of the first things they teach you in primary school is how to cross the road safely. It's the same principle. You look down the road, is there a car coming? No, it's safe to cross. In Formula One, I look down the road. Is there a car coming? Yes. Yeah. And then it is not safe for my teammate to come out and have a crash. And, uh, but do it is right. They're a bit slow before the tires on, so that's why they were slow to release them. Surely you would just wait for that Williams to go past. You'll lose what two seconds at most. Yeah. But no, no, we'll race and run in front of them and cause near off an accident pit lane and get a five-second time penalty. Like, yeah. that that's mm-hmm. what I thought. That's 
that's I I thought that was the stupidest thing Ferrari could have done until this is the best one. For, for some reason, their strategists decide to tell science to box box when he is currently in a fight and overtaking Sergio Perez. I just didn't understand it. And could you imagine how much your mind like? Uh, fuck that is. Like, yeah, I I, it wasn't like he was doing it on a straight. No, he was doing it around two corners, yeah. really tight at the track as well, fighting Sergio Perez for third place. Don't forget, he was this was third at the time. And they go, "Do you want us to come and pitch him it box box?" And he and he came on was like, "Not right now." It, I, I get the impression Ferrari are not watching the race because even when Leclerc crashed, they said. Uh, are the tyres okay? <laughs> yeah. While he's in the wall, like, nah, mate. I tyres fine, mate. Just the wings damaged, uh, gearbox is gone. Uh, yeah, but the tyres are fine. Tyres are fine. Tyres are I know we get a bit of a delay on the radio message, but Jesus Christ. They're just, what are they doing at Ferrari? What are they doing at Ferrari? It looks. Like, there has to be a change at Ferrari. Yeah. Someone needs to come in and just get them organised because they have yeah. the car. They have the car. Yeah, like, but the thing is, mm-hmm. you look at Ferrari, the amount of mistakes they make, when do you ever see Mercedes or Red Bull making them kind of mistakes? I mean, not many. I mean, Mercedes had that one bad year at Austria where they all dressed dressed up and then they had a horrid race. That's it. That was, Hock, that, that, that was Hockenheim in Germany, their home race. Okay, yeah. And uh, they ran because Hamilton came across the grass, remember? And they told him to go back out again, so he had to go back across the grass. And they said they'd never do that again. Yeah, and they did literally one mistake, and they go, "That's it," and it has happened again. No, they've never dressed up. They've never made fun of it a weekend again. That's it. It's nope. it. it's the only other time I can remember is when they put the wrong tires on Russell and Bottas in Bahrain two years ago. Oh yeah, but yeah. again, like there's two mistakes, and what um, what we've more than Mercedes, one year. Yeah, Mercedes have been back in the sport eight years. No, ten years, isn't it now? Ten yeah. years, and there's two mistakes you can think of. Red Bull, you can't really think of any mistakes from them in terms of strategy and fit. Because they're always sharp. If they make one bad call, they always have a banker and make another really great call. A call. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, they yeah. split strategy all the time. Yeah, um, They're the sharpest team on the grid. And even though they throw the dice, it doesn't rarely come off as badly as Ferrari. Jesus. Yeah. This and is one Ferrari, season. It's all over Ferrari. the place. The most successful team in F1, and they're just constantly making mistakes this year. So, they, either they get rid of someone or bring someone in who's gonna just stay the ship and be like, "Look, I am taking control of this. Yeah. What I do, what I say, you do." They almost need to militarize some of the uh, um, procedures and the the way things are done. Something needs to change because this is exactly what happened just then to science happened to Leclerc in Monaco. Almost yeah. identical. They messed up bringing him in and lost the race. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah, Ferrari needed to have a serious look at themselves. Because even science, even science was like, you, you either bring me in now or not at all. Like yeah. you tell them, you no, it's now or never. Just don't do it. And to be honest, in the end, I mean, their strategy was a bit weird in the end as well because he could have gone. He stopped twice. He could have gone hard, medium, hard. But he went hard, medium, so I know he went uh, medium, medium. But yeah. everyone was on fresh tires at the end. Yeah, and to be fair, it, if he didn't pit the second time, like when they told him to at the end, he put, I, I still think he could have made five seconds in Perez because Perez didn't have the pace. Yeah. 
And I reckon yeah. he could. I reckon he could have went to the end of them tires and maybe cut Hamilton because he was still the fastest man on that track. And his tires didn't look bad. He could have. He could have got a podium. And I think Ferrari threw it away. Yeah, I agree. Carlos Sainz and Ferrari. I mean, it's going to be something in the name for this race, that's for sure. Ferrari failures, flapping something. Um, <clears throat> then, in uh, number four, Perez. Uh, yeah, he just didn't have the pace today. He just, I don't know, it was tyre management. I think the Red Bull was a little bit harder on their tyres, as we saw in Austria. But, um, I mean... In my notes, it says, ha, 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 ha. Mine also say, ha, 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 virtual safety car. Ha, 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 I mean, without, I think we're going to talk about Perez, but we should talk about Perez and Russell. They were having some interesting battles. Yeah, yet again, they touched... They did touch. And to be honest, I thought Russell was in the wrong. Because I had never heard of that rule about the front wheel and the rear wheel. I was thinking, mm, I think you might be in the wrong. They lunged down the inside of uh, it the was, it was It was a big lunge. Yeah. And, they, and to be fair, they made this is probably the only good point they made. Last year's cars probably would have nailed that. Yeah. Probably would have, probably would have rid, rid, rid the curb. And they both probably would have made it. Yeah. But he, yeah, launched it down, made the corner. Perez couldn't make the corner, but Perez nearly overtook signs from going off. And I'm not sure if there was a runoff cone he had to go around or not. But anyway, the stewards did nothing. Fair enough. Let them race. It was nice to see. Uh, But he was losing it. It's the first time I've ever seen Russell have a maxi moan moment on the radio. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's strange. It's strange to hear Toto come on the radio once during a race. Yeah, it's very rare where he comes on twice and tells his driver to calm down. Like Russell was losing it, like absolutely losing it. Yeah, it was brilliant to listen to. I was like, oh, all right, not we've got more than one maxi moment. Because yeah. <laughs> Toto spoke to Lewis and then he spoke to Russell twice, and you don't really hear Toto a lot during yeah. races. And you must know that you're in the bad books when you're driving and you hear Toto come on the radio. You must go, yeah. okay, okay, maybe I've done something here. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, he knew, he was saying he knows he's in the right, but it's so much you don't see um, when you're in the cockpit because the view is, visibility is very poor. Yeah. So for him to be so, like, spitting his dummy out, I was thinking, look, you've got the faster car. Just plug away at it. There's plenty of laps yeah. left. Well, to be fair, Russell is about seven feet, like, so he could probably see over his wheel arch and be like, yeah, yeah. I'm in the right here. Yeah, maybe because he's so tall, he thought that's he thought his car was longer. <laughs> it was actually he thought he was further ahead than he was. Yeah. But you know what? That being said, he did calm down, and one of my favorite overtakes of the year. Yeah. One of the funny, one of the funniest overtakes of the year. I have to say, like, I have never seen a drive an F1 driver be caught sleeping that much. No, except for when Sonoda came out the pits on his fresh tyres and just drove straight to the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was also a first highlight. But like, I love right that Perez took no responsibility for that overtake. He, him, and Red Bull blamed it all on the virtual safety car mechanics. Pay, pay attention, because he, they said the safety car, uh, virtual safety car lights went out. 
And then I told him that I was ending again. That's why he slowed down. And then Russell overtook him. But surely if that was the single to him, it would have been the single Dave Villa driver. So how come Russell was on the ball? Because I didn't, I, I didn't know this, did you? That the virtual safety car is actually a randomly generated time for when it ends and goes to green. Yeah, I mean, I assumed that from the game because I always get caught out in the game. Yeah, so it's a randomly generated time. But surely if one driver sees that, the rest don't have the same message. Yeah. So why was Perez caught sleeping? Whereas Russell was like, because Russell backed off way early. And I was like, okay, why is Russell dropped the whole way back? And then, he, and then he caught, and then he went the whole way back up and then boom, straight past him. He was miles back as well. I thought he'd messed up or, or even had an issue. Because yeah, some of the commentators in the sky were like, I think something's wrong with Russell. He's way too far back. And just caught, he caught Perez sleeping so bad. It was a great battle. I think he was at a long lunch, but it was allowed. And uh, just the funniest overtake with the safety car. Then moving on to Lewis Hamilton. To be honest, it was a bit of a lonely race for him up there. It's just solid pace. Looked really solid. One point, one point of the race was the fastest man on track. Uh, just they're much better on their tyres at the Mercedes. I mean, he was um, just conserving his tyres more and just he was reining the front guys at one point, which was nice to see. But uh, I think overall pace is still not there for the Mercedes. But yeah, second great, great result. Yeah, I think they're just a wee bit short of that race win. That race win in like speed. But, you know. 10 seconds by Max is a lot closer than what he has been the rest of the season. Um, so it does show good good, uh, good upgrades, good momentum. Yeah, let's see. I mean, they're just consistent, Mercedes, aren't they? Real yeah. consistent. And, and, that's one thing, and that's one thing Hamilton talked about the race was, you know, the reliability of the Mercedes this year has been phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they're just not having the issues that these other front runners are having. Then uh, in at number one, our favourite driver, our favourite team, uh, Max Verstappen. I think that was a very fortunate win for Max Verstappen. Yeah, uh, I do as well. I mean, he was... <clears throat> it's two coins to this for me. It's two sides to this for me because that's the sort of race when people say you need to be there to win it and that's how you win championships is you're there to pick up the points when it doesn't go your way. I get that. And he was. Yep. Yep, and I agree in that. I agree in that sense. Yep, but it was fortunate. I don't think he had the pace. He couldn't take Leclerc on track. Um, and I was look actually looking forward to see if, uh, Red Bull roll the dice with some cool strategy to see if they could uh, undermine him. But it never happens. Um, yeah. Well, according to Christian Horner, uh, once Verstappen made his pit stop just before Leclerc crashed, Verstappen already had track position for first. Of course, because obviously Max and Dino wrong and Red Bull are phenomenal, and they can actually say, "Well, maybe we wouldn't have caught Leclerc," but he was like, "No, we had track position. We we, we would have won, even well, though it's in, even though Max's engineer said we we're, we're, we're looking forward to some on on track battle with Leclerc here." And I think Leclerc would have got him. I think so as well. I think so. I think Leclerc is fast, the fastest man this season. He's not the most consistent, but he's definitely the fastest. <laughs> Yeah, it it, it 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 reminds me a lot of um, Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. If you end first, you're last. Him and Carlos Sainz are shake and bake. Shake and bake. <laughs> Which one's shake? 
Uh, I think Ricky Bobby's shake. No, I mean uh, the Ferrari drivers. Oh, it'll be um, Carlos Sainz and Big. Or would Carlos Sainz be Big because his car is on fire a lot? Yeah. Either or shake or Big, and you know, I think I think that I think that just sums up Ferrari. You know, it, like look at Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights. Either one, or he bend it into the wall. And what's a clarity? He wins or bends into the wall. I do like that conversation when they say uh, it'd be cool. Like if sometimes, like if you could, like maybe, maybe sort of like let me like, win one race. He's, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm number one. I think that is definitely the fry dynamic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Ferrari are the real life version of Talladega Nights. 100%. If you're in first, you're last. Yeah, that seems to be the way the season's going. Uh, but going back to Max, I think, um, well, I a few things about Max. I don't think he slowed down under the virtual safety car because he came out ahead of Hamilton and I worked out the math. And for me, it's not possible for him to be going out when it's yellow sectors because of a crash, and then there's a, so it's double yellows, and then it's a safety car, and then so Hamilton gets the slower pit stop. The gap between them at that point was only six to seven seconds, and he comes out ahead of Hamilton. And they they said that the pit stop in general was twenty seven seconds, and the went down to sixteen seconds exactly. And when you do the math of seven seconds in between, there Hamilton should still have been in ahead by a few seconds, but okay. I think Hamilton had a slow pit stop, but I don't think it was that slow where he would have still came out behind Verstappen. I know. I mean, I think Verstappen would have got him anyway. Don't get me wrong, but it's yeah. just. But it's all it's all due to these delta these delta times where, you know, a driver has to stay in a certain delta, which is why you, you do see some drivers being able to drive faster mm. than other drivers, and some drivers have to drive slower, but. I, it's one of the things I don't think they would have they would have penalised Verstappen or Red Bull on, because it would have been a whole sideshow drama that if Verstappen yeah. was penalised for that, that Red Bull would have made, and it just wouldn't have probably been worth the FIA's time. No, yeah. Well, why investigate the everyone's favourite team? Yeah, exactly. Then, uh, also want to give an honourable mention to... Super Max, the nice guy, for asking if Leclerc was okay in his parked car. Yeah, the only driver in history of F1 to ask if another driver was okay for crashing into a wall. Well, that's what I got from Sky coverage. Was yeah, that I mean, no, no other drivers ever went? Oh my god, he's crashing the wall. Is he okay? Yeah. Is he? Is he? All you seen, and all you heard was that's great sportsmanship there from Max. That you can tell he really cares about his, you know, his rivals. He's actually his friends. Every driver does it. I don't understand why they're making an absolute mountain out of Max Verstappen asking if driver drives okay. It's just ridiculous. That's what annoys me is because when Hammond asked if Max was okay when they had the collision at Silverstone a year ago, uh, but Hammond was thrown under the bus by all the media, media, Max and Red Bull. Oh, he's in hospital. Why would he even be celebrating? Well, he has to be okay. What do you mean to do? Just deliver by Uber the, the bloody yeah. champagne and trophy to you. Yeah, yeah, Max went hospital under a precaution because of how big the crash was, not because he was actually wrecked. No. That's what they do. They send all drivers to 
the hospital's precaution if they're going to car sit with. And what's the first thing Lewis Hamilton did? Is Max okay? And he said after the race as well, I actually um, got to give Max a call to make sure he's all right because that's the last thing I want to see as a, as a driver going to the wall when we're trying to race hard. Yeah, no, of course. No, 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 no. Max asks if driver's okay and it's all this big, huge hoo-ha. Like, like DC, David Coulthard, I'm sorry for swearing, but he's an absolute... Like he is, like he he was like, yeah, Max. You know, we all heard you on that radio asking if you're, you know, if the charge of Claire is all right. You know, that's that's really good sportsmanship. He's the Red Bull Academy, doesn't he? He still works for Red Bull. You know that, right? He's just all yeah. their uh, race days. So, for example, Sebastian Vettel's world winning championship Red Bull was out in Austria doing um, vintage rally, like lap with Nicky Lauer's car and some other famous cars from the past. And he's dry, he always drives the Red Bull car. Any uh, event days they do, Goodwood festivals, uh, hill climbs, when they do promotional videos, when they're driving down a ski mountain or they're driving in a desert, DC's the driver. He's a, he's still a Red Bull driver. I might I might try and get tickets to do one of them, like course driving things with DC, and then just slab at him. <laughs> just be like, why are you an actual, why are you such an actual knob? Yeah, I don't want to offend too many people. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. He was literally. It, it's just ridiculous. And then he was slating Hamilton a few weeks ago. DC, which is even more of a joke. Hang on, is DC a world champion? No. Was he? Was he good? Not really. He's, he. He was always. He, he was always a second driver. Yeah, I mean, did you see? Or I mean. Did you see, or and I'll ask this to the fans as well and the listeners, did anyone else see when DC was doing the interviews that uh, it sounded like Paul DeResta was, uh, left his mic on and came out and said, stop talking? <laughs> I don't think you should have the words sounded like. It, it was definitely said. <laughs> I love it. I love he's left his mic on. Good uh, professionalism from Paul DeResta. And to be honest, the, the interview questions were dragging on for DC. So, yeah, he just, he just, he just kept talking to Max and Max this, Max that, mm. this and that, and this and this, and it just, it just winds me up. Like yeah. it literally just infuriates me. Like, yeah, me as well. I just can't listen to it. Just, the whole the. Max is the golden idol of the sport. I can't live with it anymore. Yeah, it's just becoming a joke. Like an actual joke. It's it's ruining the coverage of the sport in my eyes, I think. It's just... that. I mean, there's so many other great stories to talk about as well. We didn't, That's what annoyed me about the coverage as well. We were just watching Max drive around in circles, not overtaking, not doing anything. And there was like great racing going on in the race. Yeah. Yeah, and they put on the wee corner like a wee sidebar of like some no ticking. And you're like, well, I can barely see that because I'm too busy watching two drivers follow each other around here. Waiting yes. for one waiting for one of them to crash out because he's given up hope. Yeah. Yeah. Wait waiting for an, an a, like a, a party to fail or something to give me some sort of entertainment. But no, I get it. You no, know, fair play to Max. He was there, he took the points, he won. He's extended his lead to sixty-three points. You have to say this stage of the season, Leclerc hasn't got them to take 63 points out of Max Verstappen. So, no. no. You know. it, like, to be honest, to be honest, Max, for me, Max has already won it. Uh, it's halfway, exactly halfway through the season. As far as I care, 
Max has already won it. Unless the Mercedes get in a big, 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 big upgrade, Max is going to win it. Yeah. Because and. Ferrari, I, I, to be honest, I think it's more likely Mercedes will get a big upgrade than Ferrari get their act together. Yeah. Well, Mercedes are only 44 points behind Ferrari and the constructors, oh, which is insane if you think about the difference in cars. Like, how are they only 44, 44 points behind? Ferrari have had a couple of years like this, though. They had a, a couple of years, uh, a couple of years ago. 2019, when they had that um, unbelievable engine, which yeah. was then um, done away with in a undisclosed deal with the FAA. Um, so sneaky. And then I think 2018 as well, Vettel yeah. was pushing it. It was 2017, 2017-18, Vettel was pushing Hamilton right to it, and then Hamilton just stormed away towards yeah. the second half of the season. Yeah. Something, and, something hinky goes on at, at Ferrari at the beginning of each year. Yeah, yeah, so actually, based on previous years, I would say that they might be finishing below Mercedes. Heard it here first. Yeah, heard it here. Oh, heard it here first. Good, good, so, good. I, I would like to find our predictions for the beginning of the season that we made oh, and go back to them. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know where mine is. I, yeah, I was struggling to find my notebook as well. Actually, mine was I, on a I, piece of paper somewhere, and I don't know what I've done with it. It's annoying because I. I covered the, my notebook in our merch, right? but now I can't find it. Maybe it's been stolen. It's worth so much. Yeah. Anyway, oh yeah, we should dig them out. Do you want to make a prediction for Hungary? Uh, yes, I am going to go for. This is going to be out there. But I'm going to go for a Lewis Hamilton win. Hungary has been so successful for Mercedes and Hamilton in recent years, and I think with this car. And Hamilton has now got four podiums in a row. He's just got second place. I think he's going to be Hungary in Hungary to, to win. I, I, I honestly think he'll win that race. I think he'll go out there and absolutely storm it. If it goes the way Hungary has been, where there's a bit of rain, we all know how good Hamilton is in the rain. And I think he'll go out and storm it. And I think what it will be good at if it goes to light rain where the start enters. Could we see Hamilton run the intersticks again? Him and Ocon did it. Ocon lasted the race and Hamilton pitted. But I think, I, I honestly do think Hamilton will win Hungary. Oh, do you remember that time he, um, when by the time they all finished coming around from the safety car, they all pitted and Hamilton didn't, but he had no choice. Yeah, it was. People were like, that's a stupid mistake, but they forget Mercedes pit boxes at the very start. Yeah. So if Hamilton pitted, you have to wait for every car to drive past before he gets released again. Yeah. So unlucky. No matter what he did, he was in the wrong. Yeah. That's just, I, 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 that's what you get for being that good. <laughs> yeah. When you're faced with two ludicrous decisions and you're obviously going to lose positions anyway, but. Mm, I wonder how involved Michael Massey was in that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's another another talking point that we will discuss at a later stage. Yeah. But no, I definitely think uh, Hamilton will win Hungary. Nice. I uh, I'll go with Signs because he's had the upgrade. I Oops. want Hamilton to win it, but I think it might be Signs. Mm, fast. It's a uh, not big straights. For um, for our amazing in Austria, I think Austria and Hungary are very similar tracks. Yeah, I think that the speed of the Red Bull is just nullified in Hungary. 
there's no apart from the pit lane straight. There's no there's no real straights to pit lane, pit lane straight. <laughs> Sorry, it is like ten to one in the morning. Um, but no, I think apart from that main straight, there's no other bit for Red Bull to unleash their their extra kilometers per hour. Whereas yeah. if Ferrari if Ferrari run the same wing that they, that they did there in France, they have a good chance of beating Red Bull. I think so as well. I, I mean, I want to see them, I want to see the championship stay alive. So let's uh, let's hope that um, Red Bull have a bad race. Yeah, that's over double NF, double NF in Hungary. So I'm looking for George Russell take one for the team and just smash both Red Bulls out like Valtteri Bottas. That's all we need. That's all we need this year. A Bottas bomb. But that was still one of the funniest starts ever. Just. But yeah, uh, that was our coverage of the France Grand Prix. Um, just a couple of wee things before we sign off, I think. I think it was interesting to hear Leclerc fans booing Max Verstappen when he got onto the podium, but they all cheered Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton just seems to eat like he was standing out um, beside the pit lane. They're all, they're all cheering his name. They're all shouting Lewis, 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 and obviously booing Max. Did you see the band that we're on? This is no. actually one of the parts I see in Ted's notebook. There was a band on, and they were absolutely murdering you two. Like, oh, really? There was loads of, like, I think it was Mercedes engineers just stand outside in the pit lane, laughing their heads off, and, like, pointing, being like, what the hell is this guy doing? And Ted was pissing himself laughing as well. He was like, they're ab- like this guy was slaughtering. Like, it- he was absolutely ruining it. Like, it was brutal. And, like, all oh. the Mercedes guys were pointing, they're all, like, laughing their heads off in autumn. Like this guy's obviously been paid loads of money to, to, to sing. Oh my god, that's check it out. And obviously, yes, Ted. I think Ted, we slide dig a Christian Horner to his face. Uh, he said, and now here is one of the most popular men in the paddock, Christian Horner. And then it was just like a moment of silence. It was, it was honestly excellent. I actually was laughing my head off as soon as I seen it. I was like, I was like, there's no way he's being serious. Like, no way. I'd have to check that out. And I think that's when Horner went on his rant about the virtual safety car and Russell and, you know, how how, how they've took maximum points with Verstappen. You know, they had track position against Eclair and, you know, Ferrari and, like, Red Bull are amazing and blah, 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 blah. Every time it just says, now we're going to Christian Horner, I just turn out and put the TV on mute. I actually haven't haven't listened to anything that guy says. Well, it's not worth it, is it? It's just so delusional. Yeah. Delusional is the word. Um, But yeah, so we will get this podcast out as soon as possible. And then the next race is Hungary, as we discussed. And then once Hungary's done, it is the summer break. Yep. Um, So that'll give a few weeks off. Not for us, because we'll obviously still record some episodes for you. We are thinking of doing a... Um, probably half season review yeah of this year maybe do our F122 game review podcast if we ever get around to it um, we might get Dougie back on see what he has to say about this season so far aka uh, the, man, the man that knows nothing as he calls himself uh, also the bullshit applausable game we might pick back up uh, see if, how he scores because we still haven't finished that yeah um the Dom has just created a YouTube page um, for us, which we're going to put. Um, I'm guessing 
the records of this podcast on so you can see Dom's ridiculous moustache and his um, basement that he does the recording and me being topless most of the time. <laughs> my laundry room where you can just yeah. see all my dirty laundry all the yeah. time. Um, me being topless. We're thinking of maybe having the YouTube channel go live during a race and we'll do the podcast at the same time. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, uh, don't go on the YouTube channel just yet. because no, time- no, 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 no. Subscribe right now. Um, go on YouTube and search F1 Purple Rain Podcast, and it'll be there. And subscribe to the channel. <laughs> you'll, see, you'll see all the all the sparkling content that we have already loaded there. Zero content. What Ryan is forgetting to mention is that it's more editing because there's definitely some things I have to cut out of the videos, as he knows. Hopefully, we'll get to a stage where we will not have to edit anything out of these podcasts. We will, um, I, I like to say I have loads of optimism, but then I also realize that we always trip each other up and someone will say something ludicrous by mistake and that will send us in a, like a laugh and fit or a off topic discussion for about five, 10 minutes, which we have to cut. Right. And um, you might, you might notice some, something from this episode is quite similar. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. That, uh, that was an unfortunate mistake from myself. <laughs> I, all I will say is I confused two people up. <laughs> two brilliant people. If I can leave it in, I'll leave it in. But if not, I'll... Uh, yeah. I, uh, I got a certain driver's surname wrong. But epically. Yeah. It's, it's epically. But uh, yes, thank you for joining us. And uh, I hope you're still enjoying this podcast. Yeah. We, we definitely still enjoy making it. And hopefully we'll have a TV show on Amazon Prime or something next year. Who knows? Yeah. Or we'll take over that stupid Any Driven Monday on YouTube for Sky F1. Any Driven Monday. I've not watched it, but I just imagine it's absolutely garbage. Nor have I. No offense if it's good. I don't know. Nor have I. Well, again, just touching what Ryan said. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, next Touching. Week, listening, touching. Touching me, touching, touching you. Pierre Gasly, stop touching me. Bonjour. <laughs> I don't even know the French for touch. Is that touch? Touch, touch, mooch. And this is what we're talking about when we go off on tangent. All right. Yeah. Okay. Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, look forward to. Speaking with you on Hungary, and as Ryan said, we're going to get some bonuses uh, already in preparation for uh, some releases over the summer break. That's been me, Dom. Thanks for listening. And that's been me, Ryan. Thank you for listening. Ciao. (laughs) Ciao. We're not nearly anymore. So... Au revoir. Au revoir. (laughs) Nailed it. Boom. Thanks everyone for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, please write into the podcast at f1purplerain at gmail.com. Or get in contact with us through our Instagram page at f1purplerain. Yeah.